0: Matthew chapter 24 and verse 3, if you'll turn there with me this evening, Matthew 24 and 3. There's that mic on? I'm going to switch mics. I'm going to switch mics. Matthew 24 and 3. I didn't have it on. Well, praise God. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Have we not seen all of that?
1: Yeah.
0: Then they, shall they deliver you up? He said, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Have we seen all of that? But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And I want to focus on this verse. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Someone say all it says all the world for witness unto all nations and then shall the end come let's bow our heads together for a word of prayer heavenly father we're so grateful to be in your presence here tonight and to thank you for uh, lord meeting with us once again as you promised that you would in your word i pray that you'd move over this congregation those that have come those Lord, that are missing tonight, or watching the stream, I pray that you bless them tonight, Lord. I pray that you just move in a mighty way in our midst, Lord. And and though maybe some of these things would just be maybe mundane or things that we know already, but Lord, I pray that it would just be quick into our hearts and help us to realize that we're a part, Lord, of a great global scheme that you've played out, a drama that you've played out from the beginning. Lord, and we're just a, a bit player in that, just a part of that, just one pebble on the beach. But, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be part of your plan. Now, Lord, I pray you bless this service. Help us, Lord, to recognize our place and our position, who we are in you, Lord, and then stand in that place and stay in the land of the promises, we pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated this evening. Are you happy this evening? The Bible says, I was happy when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. So we're glad to be here on a a Sunday afternoon. Some time ago, I was talking to one of the missionaries we support, Brother Robert Wilson, about the trips he planned to take this year. And he had mentioned something about going to Egypt. And my attention was uh, grabbed, and I began to... Uh, tell him that if he uh, had had a chance um, to go, to let me know. Maybe we could support it in some way. Uh, I would prayed about taking a trip. I have talked to you all about that. I try not to take more than one a year because that's, and I haven't taken one in two years since we've been here because this is my first love, if I could say it that way, is here at the church. And and I also know that if a pastor's not there, the people suffer. And uh, in, in the sense that not because you need me necessarily, but I'm in my position, and and you always do best when you're in your place. I want you to be in your place, and you want me to be in mine, and and my place really is here behind the pulpit, and uh, of this church, and so uh, I know that that's the place where I ought to be, and and yet I, I feel that we need to do everything we can to make sure that the gospel is preached, and we'll get into that, and I want to preach to you about that in just a moment, uh, but I um was talking to him, and he began to talk to me about it, and I began to be impressed on my heart that maybe I needed to go. No, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I don't know anything about Egypt, and I think I put the, a couple of pictures on there. I didn't know anything about Egypt. To me, Egypt was this picture, uh, and so uh, we don't, I didn't know anything about the people or anything like that. I knew there was one message church there because I'd talked to a brother that had been once, and that's all that I knew. And uh, But Egypt is more than the pyramids. Egypt is a lot of people. There's a lot of people there and a very few Christian people. And I guess if we were going to take our time and our money as a church and our finances and put it somewhere, uh, we'd want to do it to a place where there wasn't very many other people going because uh, you want the opportunity to preach to new people, and not just to change them from one doctrine to another, that's never been my desire, uh, but to introduce the gospel of Jesus Christ to the people, and also to, uh, we believe in this this gospel, the message of the hour that we preach and, and that we teach, we want to get that to the people, so we don't want to just go uh, where everybody else goes, that's why I support Brother Wilson, because he doesn't do that, he goes... Uh, Uh, to places where no one else goes. And I I know some of the places he's been and the things that he's been through. And I've been there with him. I've been there to Togo and Benin with him and uh, and in Africa. And I know what that's like in West Africa, but I've never been to Egypt. And evidently, Egypt is a very difficult country to get into. And so I'm telling you this because I want your prayers. And and would you do that? Would you pray for us? We're going to be leaving on the 27th brother joel is supposed to go with me and you pray for him because he still has his passport appointment and so he doesn't know for sure uh, yet until you get the papers in your hand nothing's guaranteed and and, and even that, they just hassle you about everything. You know, you, if you've never traveled internationally, then you do, just don't know. But when you go to a place like that, they, they hassle you about everything. And, and what they do is they make a living off of bribes and things like that and, and just getting through security. And there's not only security at the airport but at the hotel and at all the tourist sites and everywhere you go, and you've got to give them an itinerary. We're going as tourists. There is only one message church there that we know of. We're not going to preach. Uh, we're not going to focus on that church. We're actually going and holding a convention in Alexandria and some other places. I can't give you all the details because of the security issues, but we're going to be going some other places and even into Upper Egypt. We're going to have the opportunity to preach to uh, quite a few different nominal churches that have invited us to come while we're there. and And so I felt like I just. I couldn't not do it, if you understand it. And once having the invitation or the opportunity, I felt like it was something that I had to do. And so you just pray for us. One of the things we were concerned about was COVID. And it's been such a hassle for us to go anywhere overseas because of the COVID situation. And I was actually the other day at the doctor's office and, and I, I got a news on my phone. And it showed up that they've actually dropped the COVID requirements to come back to the U.S., we're going to be leaving on June 27th, getting back on July 11th. Our meetings here start on July 14th, so I want to be back for the meetings. And it looks like that that's going to be a, a blessing. Not that I feel like we'd be positive, but you know how those things go. Uh, you might get a, a, a test that wasn't correct or something like that end up being stuck in a foreign country for two weeks. And and so that was on my mind. In fact, I almost canceled the trip over that because I felt like my responsibility was to be here for the meetings. But I believe the Lord took care of that. And if he took care of that one thing, he can take care of all these other things that we're concerned about with the trip as well. And there's just many, many things that I've had to be dealing with. And it's a very expensive trip. But again, I, you know, I just don't want to go where everybody else goes. I i want to see the gospel spread to places where it hasn't been and believe me there's plenty of people that have not heard and and i could bring out the quotes to you today but brother Branham taught us that if if you've ever heard it once he said then you don't have a we don't there's no obligation god doesn't have an obligation to tell you twice right if you've heard it once that's all he has to do and and then so the gospel has to go to others as well jesus said i've got others out of this fold so we know that that's part of our responsibility is to spread the gospel into places where it's not and one of the things we found out is there's very few messages translated into arabic in fact there are no tapes in that language and uh so we we're having translation work done we're paying to have books printed in egypt and uh, somebody's got to do it and so since we're going we're going to do that and and so I kind of ask myself the question and I want to address that this afternoon why go why bother to go and I think it's because this gospel this gospel must be preached this gospel when I say this gospel I mean what Peter meant in 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 12 where he says he said I want you to be established in the present truth the present truth the light of the hour is this gospel and i believe that only uh in under the the influence of the message of the hour can you preach the gospel in the way that uh, in a way that will open people's eyes in the day and hour we live in now we know that many go and preach the gospel but what it does is it actually has a blinding effect which is why there will be no sweeping revival in this nation. We know that, right? Yeah. There will be no sweeping revival in this nation of the message of the hour because the people have actually been blinded by the preaching of the gospel. Yeah. Sure. That was the job of the two, uh, the two angels that went uh, into Sodom. They went there and blinded the eyes of the people. And Brother Bradham, likened that to ministries like Billy Graham and Oral Roberts that they would actually blind the eyes of the people, but that's not my job is to blind the eyes but my job is to repeat a voice that uh, that we've heard in our day how many know we've heard a voice in our day and and that voice come from the throne of god and and my job is to repeat that and to open the eyes of the people not to blind them so we're not going to the sodomites we're going to the elect right we're going to the elect but to do that you've got to throw a net out you've got to you've got to preach the gospel now Paul calls it my gospel in Romans sixteen twenty five. He said, now to him that is the power to establish you according to my gospel. What, what was he saying? It was something different than what John the Baptist had preached or even what Jesus had preached. It was the present truth. Yeah. He said, and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to, someone say, all, all nations for the obedience of faith. So everyone has an opportunity. Brother Branham was talking with a, a man who's actually a great missionary himself by the name of E. Stanley Jones, one of the preeminent missionaries of the 20th century. He said he was having dinner with him and he said, Brother Branham, he said, I see most of your meeting is made up of Pentecostal people. He said, Yes, sir. He said, Why so? I said, They're the ones that believe. And he said, well, he said, Brother Branham, I think Pentecost was a scaffold. He said that God was going to put up a building and made Pentecost a scaffold. I said, that's right. I'll agree with you. He said, well, see, after the scaffold work's done, we don't need the scaffold anymore. I said, but the scaffold work isn't done. we realize that today? The work isn't done. And listen to Brother Branham's reasoning on this. He said, when the building's completed, God will take it up. Amen. people say well we don't need preachers no more yeah. we don't need missionaries no more why go? why, why bother? why spend your money and your time and, and give your life to the preaching of the gospel because the scaffold work isn't done yet yeah. and until it's done we still need to build churches we still, need to, we still need to have church we still need to do the things that we do but most of all we need to preach the gospel yes. right. right? we still need to preach the gospel because we're not preaching the gospel to promote this church This is not our gospel here at this church. This is the gospel, this is the word of the hour. And it's not a one-man ministry anymore. It's a a many-membered body that uh, comes under the headship of a one-man ministry. Right? But the scaffold work isn't done. He said we still need every stepladder. He said every stepping stone. Right? We need everything. Just exactly the building is still in making. Amen. And when it's completed... He said, this gospel is preached to every kindred, tongue, and nation, Then Jesus will return. Yes, that's right. So I think if there's not books in Arabic, we need to print books in Arabic. Yeah. If, if there's not, uh, if there's not in, in a tongue, you say, well, some of the people understand English. Yes, they do. But if there's one nation or tongue that has not been put in, then we need to do that. But not just print the books. We need to preach.
1: Yeah.
0: Sure. Right? Because the gospel preached is a powerful thing. The preached gospel is what separates the, the shaft from the weed. It's what, it's what convicts the sinner of sin. It's what brings people to God. Amen. That's why we still believe in preaching around here. Amen. Now, he said, he said, we've had plenty of passing out tracts and theology around the world. But the gospel is not the Bible altogether. He said, Paul said, the gospel came to us not in word only, but through power and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. And when Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, he meant go into all the world and demonstrate the power of God to every creature. Let me tell you what part of that is. Part of that, and let me just let you in on a little bit of missionary work. Part of going is just you being there and putting up with the hassle of going. And going through the hassle of of being in uh, in the motel and being in an unfamiliar place and Being far from home and spending your money and not getting paid to do it. You don't get paid to do those trips. You go over there. You're paying your own way. You're doing all of those things. You begin to, uh, but just going through that, you're showing something to those people. They're learning that you love them, right? You're expressing something to them. So the gospel is not just to preach, not just to use words, but to actually be there. Because when you're there, you can pray for the sick and they can be healed. Right. When you're there, you can uh, take up serpents and it won't harm them. They see you going and putting up with those things and giving your life for that. And it represents something to them. It represents Christ. Yes. Hey, Amen. That's why we still need to go to church, by the way. Yeah. It's not, it, virtual church will never take over. It is not It is not a substitute for being in the house of God. It's good that we have it. I'm glad we have it. But it's not a substitute for being in the house of God because I need to see your face, yeah. and you need to see mine, and our spirits need to fellowship with one another yeah. as long as we're able. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. There may come a day where we we're not able. We saw that in COVID. There was a time when we were not able to gather together. But as long as we're able to gather together, we need to do it. yes yeah because there's something about being there you can demonstrate it not just preach it right. he said you've got to in order to preach the gospel he said before you can make it a gospel preach you've got to have the power and demonstration of the holy spirit to prove the gospel the letter killeth the, he said the letter killeth the spirit maketh a lie so it's not just a ritualistic affair but it's absolutely a real living reality of the resurrection of jesus christ living among men right. he said and that's the faith i'm trying my best to contend for today, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many believe that? He said, and his power is unlimited. And I love this. He said, if you can limit God, you can limit Christ. Think about it. If you can limit God, you can limit Christ. He said, and if you limit the church today in its possibilities, you're limiting God. And we need to be careful about what Satan does. He'll try to come to and say, well, you're not a big enough church. You don't have a good enough ministry. You don't have a, you're not widely known. Don't limit what the church can do. Right. right? Don't limit. Well, Let's leave that up to somebody else. Don't limit the church what the church can do. Don't limit the possibilities of the church. Don't say, well, we don't need preachers no more. We don't need evangelists. We don't need missionaries. But he said, if you limit the church in its possibilities, you're limiting God. He said, but all things whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe, you receive it, and you shall have it. How many believe that today? He said that. He said, I believe it, and I know it's the truth. Brother Branham makes a statement, and he's talking here about the Magi, because he said they, in one place he says they come from three different nations. He said they represented Ham, Shem, and Japheth's people. He said they come together from the east, and here they come. And he says this, he said, uh, Jesus said, when this gospel is preached to Ham, Shem, and Japheth's people, then the end shall come. And that's Africa, Asia, and Europe. Again, he said, Jesus said, when this gospel is preached, this gospel is preached to all the world for a witness unto me, then the end shall be. He said, then if what he was talking about was spreading out literature, sending out missionaries, he say, well, they have the internet. Well, that's not what he's talking about. Sending out missionaries with reading, writing, and arithmetic, passing out tracts and making people shake hands and believe that there is a God, if that's all it was, then he's far past his coming. He said it shows the gospel. Paul said the gospel didn't come in word only, but through power and manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And when Jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel, he said go into all the world and demonstrate. He said, oh, I like that. Demonstrate the power of the gospel. Taking the word that what it says and show the people what it says. Amen, that's what we're doing tonight. Show the people what it says and then make it manifest to them. He said that's the way. That proves it. Oh, I love it. It's one thing to say it, but then you got to prove it. Right? Right? It's just like your kids. If you tell your kids, so I love you, but you got to prove it. Right? Right? Or they're not going to believe it. You got to say, if you say, I'm a message believer, live the life. If you live the life, that's going to prove to the people. And it won't be like we were talking about earlier with Alan, where, where someone hears you from the message and they shy away from it because of some life that somebody's lived that's been crazy, but it'll be a real, genuine article. I've told you the story about Brother Danny, and embarrassed embarrass him tonight, but I was getting uh, my car towed from my house one day, and I, and, uh, I mentioned uh, B- Brother Danny, or I mentioned the church, he asked me, I told him I was a pastor, he said, what church do you pastor, I told him what church, I didn't mean nothing to him, but I told him, I said, well, Brother Danny Ward goes there, and he said, oh, I said, I know Danny, he said, there's no me- better man, he went on and on about how good of a man Danny was, see, Danny demonstrated the gospel. Right? It wasn't just, just being there, but demonstrating the gospel. Not just saying word of life, tabernacle, but becoming the word of life to the people. Yes. Amen. You understand that tonight. Your written epistles read of all men. I'm not going to hold you much longer. I know you're tired. I'm surprised everybody's not asleep by now. <laughs> Come on. Jeremy's still awake on the front row. I know he's got to write and take notes to stay awake, too, so... Brother Branham said, now, he talks about um, Paris Reedhead and talks about, yeah, if you remember, he was a great missionary as well, head of sedan missions. He come to Brother Branham and he went all over the world spreading, giving tracts out and books and things. And he said, but he said that he met the challenge of that Muslim religion and they were, he was unable to meet that challenge. He come to Brother Branham and he said, I'm missing something. Something missing, Brother Branham led him to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. and he become a great missionary after that, much greater than he was before, in, as far as what he knew. And Brother Branham says this, and he talks about how that you were marked with the ear in the year of Jubilee. You all remember the story, how that God, how that uh, the slave was marked through the ear if he refused to hear the call. He talked about how God marks his and Satan marks his. He said, God marks his by vindicating his promised word through them. God marks his children. That's how you know who you are. By vindicating his promised word through them. He said in St. John 14, 12 and Mark 16, Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And Brother Brown gets very straight here. He said, now let's just take that a minute. Was he joking? And I'd like for us to respond to that this morning. Was he joking? Did he just mean the apostles, as some would tell us? He said, watch. He said, read the background. Go you where? He said, all the world. Preach the gospel to what? Every creature. And Brother Branham said, it has not even one-third of the way met it yet. He said, these signs shall follow in all the world to every creature. Wherever this gospel is preached, these signs shall follow them that believe. And that's the promise that we have. We can't make it happen, but he said it would follow. Yes. Right, and we can't produce it, but he said it would follow. He said, now, listen, he gets very straight. He said, notice, he said, not to just one little handful. Notice, all the world, every creature, these signs shall follow. He said, don't take Satan's unbelieving mark. He said, he'll put it on you tonight if he can do it. He'll poke you up against the wall. He said, and you'd walk out and say, I don't know about that. He said, you go home and study it. Be sincere and pray. He said, because everything is too perfectly scriptural at this very hour, this sacred hour in time. Oh, if we can only see what hour we live in today. He said, it's done, been for years, proved, come right up to it, and this is the hour. This is the time. Amen, what is it? This gospel has to be preached. Now, he said, I can show you in the Bible where God gave his church the authority by using his name by faith to cast out evil spirits to heal the sick and to do great signs and wonders. I can show you where it was given to the church, but there's no record in Bible nowhere where he ever took that power away from the church or said he would take it away from the church. But this gospel, I love this, of this same deliverance. How many believe we have the same deliverance that they did? This gospel of this same deliverance was to be preached to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And we was to be witnesses of Him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. That this gospel and these signs was to follow the believer until He comes again. Go you into all the world, Amen. And Brother Branham explained that how that it went from the uh, the gospel came from the east and went all the way west. He said, and then it goes back again to the east. That's where we're working today. That's where the focus of the message of the hour is today. Is on the eastern people because it's the last. Group that haven't been reached yet. There's people have to hear. Whether they turn it down or whether they accept it, they have to hear. Now, look, he said, go into all the world. Just only one third of it knows about Jesus now. After 1,900 years, into all the world, and preach the gospel. He said, now the gospel is not the word only, but making the word manifest. Paul said so. Gospel came not on word only, but through the power and manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The gospel must be preached to every nation. These signs shall follow them that believe. He said, we just can't cut that out. Yeah. We've got to face it. Yeah. Huh? He said, well, Brother Ben, wouldn't that be scary to go into a place like that? And In a way, yes, but we've got to face that. God said he would do it. Yeah. At some point, we have to do that. Yeah. And you know what? And, and, and science and technology, and I'm glad we live where we do. Trust me, I'm happy for this country. I'm happy to be here. You're never happier to be here than if you come back from another place realize how blessed we are as a nation and yet we can we've got to face it at some point you know in this nation we we put everything off where we don't really have to face anything because there's always a doctor there's always money there's always something that'll take care get us out of our problem but i've noticed in places where they just have to face up to it and say lord i'm gonna die unless you help me yeah. i found when people have to face it god answers yes sometimes you just have to face it he said we can't just cut it out yeah. We've got to face it. God still heals the sick. We've got to face that. If you get to a place where the doctor can't do you any more good, you'll have to face that. God still heals the sick. God still raises the dead. God God still saves our children. Do we believe that? We're getting to a place, church. The world is getting bad enough that we've got to get to a place where we still face that. Say, I believe God still does it. Be like those three Hebrew children who stood there and said it doesn't matter that he's able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, yeah, he we won't bow to your idol. Right. Amen. See, God chose to use preaching to save the lost. First Corinthians 1.18 says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. I wonder if some people are saved. <clears throat> if we don't want to hear preaching. I wonder if we're saved. Because he said unto us which are saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. Will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Yeah. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Yeah. He said for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And he doesn't say foolish preaching because preaching should not be foolish. But he said the foolishness of preaching, in other words, the manner and the actions of preaching and the way that it's done is foolishness to the world. He said the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. You see, we are the voice of many waters. We are the voice of many waters. And, and by extension, you know, this church, you support ministry. And so you support the voice of many waters. You, you have a, a stake in that voice. Because the voice of many waters is the gospel ministry. And Psalms 29 and 3, it says, The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. That's the multitudes of people. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. Revelation 1 and 12 says, I turned to see the voice that spake with me. Notice a voice spoke with John. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, gird he about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire. His feet like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Yeah. Now, watch, he heard a voice speaking, but now he hears a voice as the sound of many waters. Brother Branham explains that. He said, all right, voice, what a horrible thing for a drifting soul in the sea of life. No pilot to guide him loose, floating with the tides, to hear the roar of the great cataracts, the falls. What a horrible thing it would be to a soul drifting. That's why people don't like preaching, because the soul is drifting. He said, what a horrible thing it would be to a soul drifting, a voice of many waters. What is his voice? It's the judgment. The voice of the ministers through the Holy Spirit that's cried out to the people in every age. Standing there, the voice of many waters cried out thickness and multitudes. The voice of those seven stars in his hand to every church age. Now notice, the voice of many waters, many waters, was also the voice of the seven stars. Because these are the men who were faithfully taught. And under our messenger, Brother Brandon said, we become the final voice to the final age. So now he says, the voice of those seven stars to every church age, preaching. Notice what they preach, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do we still preach that today? Amen. Push through your tiredness now and say amen. Do we still preach it today? The baptism of the Holy Ghost, the baptism in Jesus' name, speaking in tongues. Amen. The power of God, the resurrection of Christ, the second coming, divine judgment. The voice of many waters came forth from this one that looked like the Son of Man. Many waters. Amen. Many waters. Notice Mark 16 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Who's he talking to? The voice of many waters. Yeah. This voice of many waters was going to go and was going to be felt and was going to be heard in the quietest places in every corner of the earth. Yeah. And you know, where can your voice be heard the loudest? Where well, there's few other voices. <laughs> I think of Brother Hildebrandt that went to Africa many times when he was younger. And I didn't know Brother Hildebrandt personally, but when I went to Africa, I met people who he had ministered to decades before. And said, because Brother Hildebrandt went, that's why we have a church. That's why we believe. And, and my hat's off to him today as he just passed away. He's gone on to his reward. Think of Brother Biscoe, who I heard went some 169 times in 50 years, left his church and went overseas. And I don't plan on doing that, by the way. I'm not Brother Biscoll. I don't have that kind of ministry. But I think of Brother Perry Green that went around the world many times to hundreds of nations and was a personal friend of mine. I've seen Brother Wilson going for three or more trips a year for nearly 30 years but those men are getting older and somebody's got to be a voice and somebody's got to support that voice and keep it strong. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Might as well be us. Yeah. huh? You say, well, we can't. Well, don't limit the church yeah. sure. in its possibilities. right? What you believe you can be is what you're going to be. Right. Right. Yeah. I see this church full one day. Not from other churches coming, but, but from people that have been born again. Now it may, it may never get to that place But indulge me in my, in my folly If you would I don't, I don't want to see just one or two people I want to see it fall If it never gets to that I'm not going to leave Because there's few people But I believe God's got people
1: yeah.
0: Or there still wouldn't be a church here right. There's a reason why we're still here yeah, sure. There's a reason why he called me to preach yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why he called you to, to come yeah. To the house of God and, yeah. and support the word There's a reason for it yeah. And so if he called us to be here, then let's have a big enough vision that we can see it. We can look in the future. We can see, God, you're doing something. And then if he comes and takes us out of here, we'll be ready to go. Because we're preaching a message. Amen. That makes us ready. Amen. But we're not, it's not just us four no more. Let's get everyone that we can take with us. Yeah. If we really believe yeah. that we're going to walk on streets of gold, if we really believe that we're going to be in a body that's perfect, that, that we never have to worry about no more, yeah. if we believe, like I preached right. last Sunday night, right. we're going to be sitting at that table thousands of miles long, and the Son of Man himself is going to come down and wipe the tears away from our eyes, if we really believe that, yeah. why wouldn't we want everybody to go and sit at that table with us?
1: All right. Yes, sir.
0: Huh. Why wouldn't we? I wonder sometimes how much we really believe it. <laughs> if we really believe it, why wouldn't we want to live every day of our life? And say, Lord, help me be a light. Yes. If I get an opportunity to be a witness, let me be that witness. Yes. I think that's what those brothers that I mentioned have done. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it today. Somebody's got to keep it up. In Revelation 19:5, 5, there was a voice came out of the throne. and said, praise our God, all ye his servants. Ye that fear him, both small and great. One voice from the throne. Our message didn't come from Indiana. It didn't come from from Tucson. It didn't come from Hardy, Arkansas. It came from the throne. A voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, ye that fear him, both small and great. One voice. Verse 6 said, And I heard, as it were the voice of a great multitude, As the voice of many waters, as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Many voices. What are the many voices saying? Verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice. Give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. What was it? The many voices echoing what the one voice has said. And they echo, and what are they saying? Make yourself ready. Amen. That's my job. But it's also your job because I can't do it without you. Right. And those that are watching and those from our local congregation that are, that are here, you support me. And, and, and I'm able to do this because of you. And I'm so grateful. And the Lord just worked it out because we could never normally take a trip like this. But the Lord just worked it out where we could. Not because we have wealthy people in the church, but because God just saw fit that we would have just enough to be able to go. And it's a very expensive trip, but God knows what we need. And I don't always know what's going to be in the future. I don't know. I may never go on another trip again. I don't know. I may not go on this trip. We don't know. But I know this. If I have the opportunity to go, and he provides me the means to go, and gives me a desire to go, I want to go. I want to go. Because there might be somebody, and I don't care what church they end up in, but there might be somebody who I could be the voice of many waters to, just one voice out of many. That would sit there at that table. Let me be one who's not afraid to go. I think we could all say that tonight. I know this is focused more on ministry. But I think we could all say that. Let me be one who's not afraid to go. Yeah. Let me be one who really cares about this message. One of the things that we've lost over the years, I think, is, and there was much, if I could explain it, I, you know, years ago it seemed like in the message we, we really cared about the message, but sometimes we cared about the wrong things. We cared about dates and places and things, places where Brother Branham had been, and all those things were good, but, but we cared more about that and a prophet's life. And then later on we realized it wasn't that, it was the Word. Yeah. It was the Word, but I, I, I'd like to see that same level of care towards the Word. Yes. <laughs> Not towards the places or, or the people or, or the family name, but, but, to, but to bring people to the Word. Uh, To bring people under the message of the hour, we cared about those things because we believed that God sent a prophet. But God sent a prophet with a voice. He had something to say. What did he say? Amen. He said, "Come out of her, my people." What are we going to repeat? "Come out of her, my people." With the opportunity when we go, uh, we've had uh, several—probably eight or nine—churches, nominal churches that have asked us to come and preach. I'd never have that opportunity here in the U.S. I'm going to go. Lord will, and if he, if he allows me to go, we're going to go and preach to those people. Like I said, it's a country where you could get stopped on the way. You might get stopped at a checkpoint and never be able to go. But I believe if God has helped us this far, he'll help us get to the places where we need to be and talk to the people we need to talk to. Well, why don't you just make that your prayer tonight? Because, you, you know, you, you talk to people too. Yeah. And I know some of you have expressed to me and said, I, Brother Ben, how can I talk to somebody? I said, just be there for them. And sometimes I just have to be there. Sometimes you just have to go and be there. And God will give you the words to say. Don't think so much about what you're going to say as just being there at the right time. God will give you the words to say. Yes. You see, you want something to be associated of value with your life.
1: Right.
0: What's it going to be worth when you get home? What are you going to leave behind? I could leave a bigger house. I could, I could drive a nicer car. I could do that right now. I could go take the money and spend it on a nicer car. But I, I wanted something of value yes, sir. i want something that'll last That's right. huh. we could spend a lot of money and go on big vacations and we've vacationed in the past y'all have been good to us and when i worked i i took my family on vacation i'm not speaking against that but we could do a lot of things but i want to do something if i'm going to spend money you know the way inflation is going up money don't mean anything anyway but if we're going to spend money let's spend it on something good you say, well, it, you know, gas money's getting to place. Gas price getting to place. We can't come to church no more because it's too expensive. I'll tell you what. If I was going to cut something out, it wouldn't be church. Because right. yeah. yeah. it's the only thing of value that I've got. Yeah. That's it. Sure. See, Brother Branham said nothing but lost souls is the only thing that's got any value in it. Right. Money passes away. Homes decay and go away. Everything in the earth moves away. He said the only value, lasting value, he said I'd rather have one soul in glory than I won to Christ. To know and see. Think about this for a moment as we close and the musicians come. He said to know and see that the light of God circles around that soul through all eternity. My name to be associated with that. Think about that. Because, (laughs) amen. Because I supported the ministry or I preached the gospel or or I was part of it in some way. He didn't say you had to be the one who went. He said, but if you can't go send somebody. Y'all have done that faithfully. I'm not asking for your money tonight. It's just what you've done that. To know and see that that light of God circles around that soul through all eternity. He said, my name to be associated with that. He said, then to have every penny of money in the whole earth. Because I'd have to lose it all. He said, but what you send up there yeah. is eternal. Right. And that's the reason we're trying. That's the reason. Let's bow our heads together. I want to take somebody with me. I, I want to see us as a church. Just I know we're not all here tonight, and maybe, maybe I should have done this on a Sunday morning when more would be here, but Maybe they'll hear this. I know most, most of the folks listen. I want us to renew our vow as a church to get this gospel to the world. And I know you've given sacrificially. You've supported missions. You've paid your tithes and done that. But I, what I need now is your prayers. I need to know that you're, uh, you're 100% behind it. In the sense that, I'm, I, like I said, I don't know what will happen. But I need to know that you'll say, Brother Ben, I, I'm going to support a work, any work. And I'll say this, not just our church. Not just what our church does. Because it's just a small part. But I'll support any work that gets this message to the people of God. I won't let personal issues hinder that. And I've seen that too many times among believers where brothers will get, because of personal issues with one another, they'll... They'll not support certain works. I don't believe in that. Every opportunity I get, I want to support a work that's getting people to Christ. And and maybe we would go and and it wouldn't be as successful as what we would like. But what is success? If we can get one soul, it'd be worth more than ten thousand worlds. What about your neighbors? What about your friends? What about the people at the grocery store? I believe there's somebody you could witness to today. This message is as powerful as it was when I was a child. And I remember what it was like when we would gather around a tape player and listen to the, the tapes of a prophet. I remember what it was like in that feeling that we were listening to something that was wonderful. And time has kind of taken away a lot of that. And sometimes we, we realize people made mistakes and they, they pointed to the wrong things. But... What are we gonna point to today? That message is still as real as it was when Brother Brannon preached it. It's still the same message. It's the message of the hour. It's not the message of a man, but it's the message of the hour. We preached that to you this morning. We're we're in the land of the promises. We're not halfway there, two thirds of the way there. We're living there. We're not preaching a man. We're not preaching the words of a man. We're not feeding on a man. We're feeding on the unfailing words of the the body word of the son of man. You Believe that tonight. Amen. Just just search your heart. Say, Lord, if there's a way that I can help in some way, Lord, I'm going to pray. I'm going to do everything I can. Commit myself to getting this gospel out. This gospel must be preached and then the the end will come. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to be one who is a, a minister of your gospel today. Lord, and I'm so thankful for these who are supporters and some ministers here as well. Lord, people who I think of different ones who've committed themselves I think of some of the elderly people maybe they they went through a time when getting the message out was hard work and they witnessed to their neighbors and the people at the factory and and some of them typed up books and and did that but maybe there's not a need of that so much here as so many people have heard and have access to different things in their language Lord there's still a need in other lands and I pray God that you'd help them Lord to, to recognize that and Whatever we can do, Lord, we want to do it. Lord, and not, not just go aimlessly, but to go with a message. To go knowing that you said these signs shall follow them that believe. And not only to preach the gospel, but to demonstrate the gospel to the people. Demonstrate the love of Christ. Demonstrate the power of Christ. Demonstrate that you are a healer. Demonstrate that you are a savior. I believe you are that tonight, Lord. If there's one here that needs, Lord, that healing or that saving power. I pray you'd move down in the congregation, Lord, uh, even as we sing and as we worship, Lord, and that you'd perform your good work in their life. I pray that you'd do that, Lord. Make missionaries out of these children. Put a spark in them, Lord. Lord, as you, you caused me to know men, Lord, that went all over the, the seas and and, and and traveled the world spreading this gospel, and I got to know them as a child, and, Lord, it, it put a spark in me to want to preach the message, Lord, may it be so with these children, these young people. Lord, may they get a spark in them. Lord, that when they get older, if you tarry, that they'd want to get that last seed because we know when that last one comes in, comes to their place, we'll be gone. We thank you for that. Lord, help us to have a big vision. Lord, beyond ourselves and the four walls of this church, may we see you moving. Lord, in all, every part of the earth, we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you sing it now? Let's just stand together and worship him a moment.
1: Prince of He. Just worship the Lord
0: for a moment. If He's done something for you today, just talk to Him and thank Him for it. Oh, He's so good to us. We we could take the rest of the day. And just talk about what He's done for us. He's so good. We'll just take a moment. Amen.
1: God bless you. That again with our hands lifted to him oh in the prayer vanish and hearts are made. Just we worship the Lord just for a moment. Well this evening. Amen. Just be praying for our pastor and the mission trip coming up, those that go with them, just to bless them and keep them safe. Amen. Just to protect them and just remember the service coming up this Wednesday. Just be in prayer for that. Those that were mentioned that are prayer requests and those that are traveling, just be remembering them as well. Just as we go, let's sing that song, We've Been Made More Than Conquerors, Key of G. Amen. Let's just sing this a couple times through and then you're free to go in the name of the Lord. Amen. We've been made more than conquerors Overcomers in this life We've been made victorious Through the blood of Jesus Christ We've been made more than conquerors, overcomers in this life. We've been made victorious through the blood of Jesus. Amen. You're free to go in the name of the Lord. Oh, we've been made more than conquerors Overcomers in this life We've been made victorious Through the blood of Jesus Christ